Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, we have an absolute treat for you today. It is my honor to welcome Luke Pell to the Got Your Six podcast, former Bachelor contestant, U.S. Army veteran, West Point grad, country music star, and serial entrepreneur. Luke, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah, Tony, thanks for having me on, man. Excited to be here. We were just talking beforehand, like all the different things you do, and how do you keep everything just kind of consistent in your life? Is there one thing, is it something like you picked up at West Point? Is there something you take from your time in the Army that just allows you to operate at such a high level every day? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, it, it's definitely up and down and it's not near as consistent as it may look sometimes uh, on the outside. And there's a few consistent trends, I think. And, you know, you know that well from the military world that uh, you learn to be resilient and adapt and overcome because there's, you know, there's some certainties in life. And one of those certainties is is that there there will be trials right and there will be inconsistencies and uh and so that's just how you choose to respond to those unexpected times in life and those valleys in life i think is what helps us grow and helps us reestablish consistency you know and and then we're in it's a marathon and not a sprint and if we have that mentality then we're always we're always going to bounce back and we're always going to keep making progress and keep getting better and, you know, when we get better, our, our family gets better, our team gets better, the organization gets better when we get better as leaders, you know. So that's kind of the reality of it. Can you give us an example where you've had some inconsistent early recently and you've, you've been able to overcome that through your response? Yeah, I think, you know, for a lot of us in the most recent one that comes to my mind is the pandemic. And that changed a lot. Uh, for many of us in different ways. Some people was a career change, relationship change, how we approach the world, how we, how our five-year plans change and those type of things. So for me personally, you know, I was in Nashville and really just experimenting almost with the music business for a few years. And that's a tough business to apply a business model to and to scale and to, you know, being a, a West Point guy, a guy that's been in corporate America and in and, and, and analytics and I like business models and I like watching things grow. That was very much an experiment and there's no right or wrong answer of how to say, oh, let's uh, participate in the music business and make that work and make that hugely successful. So the beginning of the pandemic was kind of a transition time for me and really an end to a, a full-time effort that I was putting toward the, the music business. And so I pivoted at that time and went into commercial real estate, something that I looked at doing right when I got off of active duty, uh, which was wild, hard to say 10 years ago now. Um, I thought about getting into commercial real estate, looked deeply into it, was going to get a master's degree in it and all these things. And ended up going into the oil business um, through one of these you know, military headhunters, which I'm sure that um, you've talked to before. And that was a different path, a great path and, and had its own thing. But finally, 10 years later, I was able to start into commercial real estate fully. 
And uh, that's where I've been the last couple of years. And it's it's really, you know, starting to pay off. And, and I think that I'm at that point where I'm really just enjoying what I'm doing. I'm seeing success. I'm seeing I enjoy the pace of it. I enjoy the nature of what I get to do on a day-to-day basis. And sure, just like anything else, it's got challenges. It's got leadership challenges, relationship challenges with the people, the clients you work with, the, the people that are in our firm that we work with on a day-to-day basis, all those things. But I really am hitting a stride there and I, and I love it, you know, and all that came out of an inconsistency and really that change was secured by a, the pandemic happening. And I would have never thought that there would be much silver lining in a pandemic happening or, or, or such a different change in our culture, but that's what it was personally for me. No, that's a great point. And especially the commercial real estate is a very interesting transition to go from, you know, being an aspiring country singer, and I would even say successful country singer, into commercial real estate and looking at acquisitions and express car washes. What really helped get you over that initial barrier? Because that is a huge kind of mound to tackle. Was there like a book or something that you kind of looked at and you're like, all right, this is kind of how we get in here and go from there? You know, I... I had years of, you know, the seed had been planted in me a decade earlier about, you know, uh, a desire to be in the real estate business and to understand it. And then, you know, really what it was, was a relationship based, you know, door that opened where somebody actually pitched me an ownership stake in a, in a car wash in commercial real estate. And they they were a broker in the car wash world and told me all about what they do. And although I didn't end up investing in that car wash business, I had just invested in a a moving company franchise that same year, coincidentally. And so, you know, I was not looking to do a new investment at that time. I kept it in the back of my mind. And then a a a little bit of time went by, like I said, the pandemic happened and it was like, oh, wow, well, you know, we're still, you know, friends and I'd still kept that communication line open. And then I was like, well, there's a segue straight into this business as being, you know, on the real estate side and the transaction side of it. And uh, just, you know, one one thing led to another and, and it became a, a full time thing. And yeah, one partnership ended, another partnership began. And then, you know, it's just you, the ball starts rolling and and uh, here we are. So it's it's been it's been fun. I'm excited. That's awesome. And then as you explore these new ventures, right, you're constantly gaining new talents, skills and abilities. What ability or talent are you working on right now that you didn't expect to have, you know, kind of in your portfolio that you've really kind of latched onto and you've just, you're excited to learn more, but you're a complete novice in? I think that the art of, and you do, you do this at different points in your career uh, in the military, but we're all leaders in a certain sense, right? You can lead yourself, you can lead one person, you can lead a thousand people and you're all at these different levels. And so I've really been able to re-engage this peer leadership and upward leadership, relationship management upward. And that's something I haven't done for several years, you know, since I was a young army officer and trying to, uh, how do I fit into this organization? Because you're at all levels, you have leaders above you, below you, peers, all those things. And so I had kind of been at the top of a food chain for a while as a, you know, just a straight entrepreneur and, you know, own my own business and those type of things. And now I'm coming back in to where I have specific clients that I technically work for. I have partners in the business that have been in it for 25 years, and I'm working those relationships as well. But also, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, how do I bring value? How do I lead with 
humility, but also bring value and in, in my expertise to the table for the entire team. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is grow the team, grow the bottom line revenue for everyone involved. And so I, I think that's the one that I'm I'm really working on lately is managing relationships and leading at every level around me, not just people that are directly under my influence. What do you think has been the most influential piece of, you know, finding that humility, but also making sure you're providing value, especially as you build those relationships? You know, I've, I've seen this too, as I've been paying attention to it more for myself, I've seen it around me. And sometimes I see people that, you know, their triggers, your self-awareness is one, right? Having, having high self-awareness. The second thing is this sense of confidence and confidence in, in how that translates is in a way of, of quiet confidence. It's not some people when they're not confident, they'll want to force their opinion or force uh, they want to hear themselves talk or they think they need to say something in a meeting or they think they need to exert their power over someone with a statement and on a phone call, on a conference call or in an office meeting or whatever. And those are things that if if you just truly sit back and listen and make people feel appreciated, like make people feel valued in what they have to say, and you're in that position, you're able to build rapport and get respect, I think, from the from the group that you're in quicker and more and more legitimate, what we call relational capacity. I worked for a company for a while that was called the Flipping Group business consulting firm. And and Flip CEO, he's a he's a you know three decade psychologist and a leadership guru, and that's what he used to talk about his relational capacity um, with someone that you come into a relationship you never met them and you have zero relational capacity, and then as you build rapport with those people or that organization, your relational capacity goes up, and the more relational capacity you have the more influence you have on the group or those people around you. And so you've tried to build that relational capacity high enough so that you can play the role that you need to in that group and add that maximum value. I would say that relational capacity has really greatly influenced your life in the last couple of years to allow you to be able to not only work out, you know, left and right, up and down in all these different ventures that you constantly find yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Self-awareness and then and then that ability to come in, uh, read the room, and then find a way to build relational capacity quickly with each individual um, that you're working with. And you can only really get that from reps. Like you can't do it artificially. You can't create that in a vacuum where you walk, you have to go and, pre- and be vulnerable, present to other people, have kind of failure along the way in order to find where that spot is how far you can kind of push and how far you can kind of pull when you find yourself in that room from what I'm hearing from you. No, absolutely, man. You hit the nail on the head. And I think that that's why we go back to the theme where we're talking about at the beginning is those inconsistencies and those, you know, maybe looked at as failures being a type of inconsistency. That's where we really find growth. And, and, and that's those things that you'll hear Maxwell talk about it. Um, the biggest leader guru that I'm on, his bandwagon right now is Craig Groeschel. And I don't know if you've gotten to listen to him. He's got an exceptional book out, um, uh, several books out. Got one, the, the latest one that they've done is called Winning the War in Your Mind. And it talks about everything from just self-awareness to self-leadership to growing an organization as a leader. 
And, you know, that's something that no matter what business I'm in, what venture I'm in, relationally, you want to be into your family, just every relationship you need to think about who you are as a leader and what value you're bringing to the table. And so that's something that I'll always be committed to, passionate about, is getting better as a leader. You talked about something I want to kind of dive into a little bit. Failure leads to growth. Where have you failed just so spectacularly? It's ultimately led to a success in your life. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the failures, it's funny. There's a lot of failures, right? And they're at all different levels. A lot of my failures, I think, and it's one of these things where you're always trying to manage the failure and say, what's the silver lining? You also want to you know, manage it like a quarterback manages a an interception in a football game, right? The great a uh, Tom Brady, you're like, okay, well, he throws the interception, he comes back to the huddle and he wants to forget about that failure and move on to the next play, or it's gonna shake you up if you dwell on the past too much. So I'm always perpetually trying to forget any failures, but also learn from them in the moment and then move forward. So that's part of it. Now, those failures being for me career-wise have have been, I guess, passivity. And I'm not a passive person. I don't have a passive personality or behavior, you know, from an interaction standpoint or a day-to-day standpoint, but passive sometimes in my life decisions, right? Or, Or my career decisions where I'll sit on my hands a little bit too long and second think about something and dwell on it and and just kind of sweat it too much of of making a decision when really just making a decision moving forward can help get the entire process growing and can help whatever organization or whatever goals that you're growing into can help those grow with time because time is something that we don't have any more of. So you got to take advantage of it while it's in front of you and, and what you have left in front of you to grow. So that, that's, that's probably the biggest trend of, of a failure is saying, oh, why, man, I should have done this sooner. I should have invested here sooner. I should have not, you know, took this job and set in this, in this job that was just not a career and something I wasn't passionate about, but I just said, took a paycheck for a while. And I was like, did I waste a year of my life right there that I could have already made that transition instead of thinking about making a transition and coming up with a plan. There's nothing wrong with planning and strategizing, but don't overthink it. You know, there's a lot to being decisive and moving forward with your life goals and also the goals of your organization because you owe it to the people around you that you're leading to be decisive. You know, we we as as soldiers and leaders in the military, decisiveness is is key. It gets people killed when we don't have it. You know, the more indecisive you are, that's you're putting lives at stake when you do that in combat. Right. And that's a great point, right? It not only can kill others around you, but it can kill your ideas and your purpose, which at the end of the day leads to happiness if you're able to fulfill your purpose, which you are doing. Luke, as we kind of wrap up, you talked a lot about, you know, we talked about self-awareness and talked about relational capacity, emotional intelligence, understanding the room. But I have to ask, Luke Pell, today, how are you better than yesterday? (laughs) How am I better than yesterday? These are great questions. Uh, I would say today specifically better than yesterday. I am, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting more determined, right? I think I've got a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Those goals, those long-term goals. And yesterday you, you're trying to realize those goals in your head. 
And every day for me, I, I get closer to realizing a goal that may be, it may be a six month goal, maybe a six year goal. But today I know that I'm closer to realizing that goal and I have more confidence and more momentum going in that direction than I did yesterday. And hopefully tomorrow I'll be the same. It like keeps coming closer and closer. Absolutely love that. Luke, where can people go to connect with you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. I've got a Twitter. I don't, I uh, don't, don't get me in a big tech conversation right now. We're out of time, but uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I've got a website that still has uh, my, my music content up. Uh, Spotify. I've got all that, that music content was there from those years in Nashville doing music. Um, so yeah, that's where they can find me personally. And then from there, like we talked about earlier is, is you know, I'm, I'm passionate about giving back and, and those two I'm on the board of directors for two nonprofits based out of Nashville. One is a veterans charity specifically that I've been working with for uh, seven years. It's called Creative Vets, and we empower veterans through music and arts, help, help them tell their story through songwriting here in Nashville. They get mentored by hit radio level number one hit songwriters to help them show them the logistics of how to write a song. And then basically they use their story and, and help them write that song. They go backstage at the Grand Ole Opry and they get the full Nashville treatment. Nashville musicians then create tracks and, and, and music for them in the studio. And then they can take that, they can play it for no one but themselves and keep it private or they can we can put it on Spotify for them or, or Amazon and the world can hear what veteran music sounds like. So that's that's Creative Vets. And then the other one is, uh, you know, we've got a partnership with the Tim Tebow Foundation with a, a charity called Lantern and then another one called Operation Lightshine. And so those are uh, partnerships in, in anti-human trafficking and child exploitation. The global war on that is in need now of, of help financially, help spreading the narrative and the word and, and the message of what's happening um, so that hopefully it will get more conviction of people and leaders in government across uh, the U.S. and across the world that something needs to be done and, and a voice needs to be created for these people who don't have a voice to speak up for themselves because millions of children, men, women, and children across the globe are either being actually physically human trafficked or there's uh, even the biggest one in the dark webs is child uh, sex exploitation and those type of crimes. And so we're committed to fighting that battle every day. And so we'd love if you're listening to this, so you go check out Operation Lightshine on Instagram or operationlightshine.org. We will make sure to link, uh, have in the show notes, a link to Operation Lightshine, Creative Vets, and all of the different places people connect with you. Luke, again, thank you so much for your time. Continue to serve others while you're not in uniform. You're finding opportunities to make the most of, you know, the opportunities and experiences you have. And most importantly, thank you for having our six today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, 
but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Gotcha 6 podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.